800 buff. Hey, I'm Obi That Dead, and we are Drinking from the Garden Hose, your favorite podcast. Get us wherever you get the good podcast. And of course, remember to like us and subscribe, leave feedback, leave comments. As a matter of fact, a good portion of this episode is going to be about things that some of you have said to me about him. So we're going to get into this uh, in a little bit. But Ed, how are you? I'm I'm doing well, but I, I guess I'm bracing for this feedback because I know I know you shared some of it with me, but I know you definitely didn't share all of it with me because you're you're definitely going to try to ambush me with something to get my my true reaction. So uh, I guess I'm a little on edge tonight. I don't think you should be on edge. I don't think there's anything I haven't at least uh, mentioned to you offhanded um, because I was all excited because you know there was a furor if you will, on the Facebook, the Facebook, because we old men, uh, about you being a bully, who you mentioned by name, who you didn't mention by name. I got called, to, I got called out as having good manners, which was the most shocking part for me. But I just want to make sure before we go any further that uh, all those people in your life who were engaged in that conversation on Facebook are, are still in your life and still loving you right. I think so. I haven't talked to them. <laughs> so I hope so. Okay. I think one, you know, one of them, one of them went away on vacation, so they ignored me. The other one, you know, I, I did get, I did get a text. It was really funny. So going back to one of our episodes, I was talking about redneck vacations and I was talking about feedback and how Tennessee is a redneck state and someone told me it wasn't and that Kentucky was the redneck state. So I did ask that young man if, are we sure that Kentucky is the only redneck state? Two weeks later, he responded to my text, and all it just said was, Alabama, definitely. I know for a fact Alabama is also a redneck state. So there we have it from the mouths of an 11-year-old. Kentucky, Alabama, redneck state. So here's what – I did get some feedback on that from someone who lives in Tennessee. Now, they didn't use the term redneck. But they wrote, I am listening now. Tennessee is Southern as fuck. So full capitalized on that. We're definitely calling this episode explicit now. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, but uh, so I just, want, just uh, wanted to let you know that uh, that, was, that was covered. Now, the, the piece of feedback you got that I think was most um, indicting on you as a person was uh, somebody a few years younger than me, but not much. An avid listener says to me, are you sure Ed's not a boomer? He's more like a boomer than a Gen Xer. And uh, his main uh, call out on you was, uh, he and I, uh, and I'm only a year younger than you, both agree that we never actually hit under a desk for a uh, bomb threat or not a, a, a Fear of, you know, never did that practice. We never did the bomb drills. We did fire drills. And I have a great story about my own young stupidity about fire drills that we can get into. But we never did the bombing run drills. Now, it's possible that you uh, living in a slightly different area. Your town went on with it longer. But that was his call out. That that is a boomer thing, not a Gen X thing. And you're full of it. All right. So, if first of all, that truly did happen. So, by the way, this individual should know that we had those drills, but they probably stopped around third or fourth grade. But I distinctly remember them in second grade. Um, 
And that's because that's a room that I got in trouble in for a cram fight, et cetera. So I have like memories of that room and we definitely did uh, take cover drills. So the fact is I was born when I was born. I'm a Gen Xer. It is a fact. I am a cranky Gen Xer, but that's because I'm older. But the fact of the matter is I am not a boomer. And that you're right is probably the worst piece of feedback I can get. That's like calling me an idiot. Yeah. I mean, that, that, I thought that was, when, when this person told me this, I was like, "Ooh, that 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 is a a a stick in the eye." I mean, that is some mean mean but, shit to say to Ed. You're a boomer, not a Gen Xer. Yeah, but you know, it probably would have hurt more if the reason I was a boomer was more about attitude and less about ah. There's no way he sat under a desk because a bomb was coming. Like that's just like a factual uh, I, thing. I did do it. I think I think he said the whole attitude in general, but that was a particular fact. He's like, is he even making that? Is that real? Or is he making that up? That, I'm that not making that is. shit up. You know, there are people who think I exaggerate, which is not true. I never do tell the truth all the time. So I don't know why anyone would think I'm lying. Okay. Okay. We are doing great here. We're hovering all the feedback. Now, the last piece of feedback is... Might be the most incendiary, actually, because I believe you shared this one with me, and it did set me off. Okay. Well, you said uh, that... Uh, did, they, so, did they wait? Did, they, did somebody transcribe what I said? You have written down what I said. No, I've written down what they said. Okay, they have their their notes uh, for myself. I am looking at notes over here, not not our notes of our conversation. But you said um, that we've got the beat is better than any fifty song. He said this is the dumbest fifty song, right? Fifty song, right? Any fifty song. That's what you said. Now. Before yeah. you, yep. you have to defend yourself against the list of songs he gave. I will say this. Although I don't agree with you word for word, and I would agree with many of these songs being better than We've Got the Beat, but me and you may have some arguments to come on. I do understand the idea, being that, A, we were talking about nostalgia, but just in general mid-range 80 songs have held on better than top-range 50 songs have. So that is what I will say. That I, I get the sentiment. You were, may have been exaggerating, but you can defend yourself and tell me, no, that you really mean it, and then argue with the list of songs that I may or may not have in front of me. Well, Obi, I think you did a great job defending me already, setting it up there, right? Because the episode was about nostalgia, right? And the statement was made, and I'll stand by the statement that We Got the Beat is better than any song from the 50s. I'll stand by that. But particularly when we're talking about nostalgia. So here's the thing. I'm a Gen Xer. I have nostalgia towards We Got the Beat. I'm going to tell you right now. That song comes on, and I'm in the car by myself. Actually, I'm in the car with anybody or by myself. It gets cranked up. I don't care. I'm not embarrassed. We're going to have some fun with that song. I do not think... That people who grew up... Now, remember, you had to have grown up in the 50s. We're talking about nostalgia here. The 50s or the 40s, right? If they're if they still have their license, if they hear that song from the 50s, whatever song you're going to put up, if they're turning that up and having fun with it, I call bullshit. Because that's not happening. It's just not happening. So the point of the matter is, as a Gen Xer, We Got the Beat is better than any song from the 50s. Now, I will bet probably a lot of money on this, that the person who gave you that feedback didn't even grow, wasn't even alive in the 50s. 
heard all of these songs later and, and likes them because of the musical architecture and the the, oh, the musicianship. I, I feel like I think it's all. I, I, I'm gonna tell you. I'm gonna go over crap. some of these songs. Um, the the first one on the list I'm gonna bring up. I think clearly, in my opinion, falls into what you kind of just said about the musical architecture, the sense of where it came from, its value to. Um, music going forward and, and I think a lot of songs by this particular artist would fall into that and he went with Come Fly With Me by Old Blue Eyes Frank Sinatra I mean, come on I understand people like you know the chairman of the board I get it but come on okay there's, there's no way okay well another one he came up with was one that we talked about many 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 episodes ago uh, our first big episode, as a matter of fact, our first music episode, we talked about this. This was like lyrics that you didn't quite understand until the later, and that is Tutti Fruity by Little Richard. Yeah, the good old song about uh, anal sex, right? Yes, yes. Yeah. So you um, haven't forgotten. No, and so, okay, if we put the context in that we're perverted and we know what the song's about, okay. Maybe it's better than we got the beat just because of the angle the song's coming from. But if you're just listening to it, no, we got the beat. Got it. No doubt. Okay. Okay. I mean, Tootie Fruity? Seriously. Tootie Fruity? Come on. So, so this no one, way. this next one is uh, from a big, huge artist. Uh, the man who probably took us from the 50s to the 60s. Uh, Heartbreak Hotel by one Elvis Presley. Yep. I hear it. There's a lot of people, Elvis fans, they'll leave tickets for him at sporting events, he's alive, etc. But at the end of the day, the guy could dance, girls liked him, but his music wasn't that good. It just wasn't. Okay. Um, I actually thought this next song uh, was by Elvis, uh, by her, this person... In 1955, it was not. And so this is one of the first songs that I might turn up when I hear on the radio. Blue Suede Shoes by Carl Perkins. Obi, I understand why you might turn it up, but you're not going to turn it up with the same vigor. You're not going to do the same stupid dancing and jumping around in your car. It's just not going to happen. We got the beat. Still wins. All right. This is a song I like by an artist I like more than uh, the Bee Gees. And I, I do like this song more. I'm not sure you you would turn it up. And I, I'm going to let you get away with this last one here. Um, this one had a bit of a revival recently when they did a movie about him. I Walked the Line by Johnny Cash. No, definitely not. Johnny Cash. I'm not a big Johnny Cash fan. I know okay. people love the guy. People got crazy when he remade that Nine Inch Nails song, Hurt. I get it. You know, Joaquin Phoenix did the biopic on him. I, I get it. I get people have a soft spot. But I think the problem is, is that people are blinded by the fact that they have this allegiance to these people. And they just are underestimating the power of a girl band named The Go-Go's. Okay. It's a great song. We got to beat. All right, so this la this last song I'm going to. Uh, I notice you can't push back too much because you know I'm well, right. I, I understand where you're coming from on your argument, um, and uh, even I walk line, which is I pref 
I prefer I walk the line without a doubt over uh, over the Go Go song, but I, I can accept that. Oh, I did not see this one. These next two are both. I think. I'm sorry. I totally agree with this with this these two on this list as being better, and I am more likely to turn them up. On the radio, over we got the beat. Both these next two songs. Now, what both of these two songs have in common is they came out. They were they were rediscovered by Gen X in movies uh, that are Gen X uh, related. Now, one of them, which we're going to go through first, is probably, although it is aged horrifically, the best college comedy ever if you can ignore the date rape and the racism and many of the things that have aged horribly out of animal house but <laughs> at its time it was incredible and shout by the Isley brothers which makes a unbelievably great impression in animal house and led to every toga party you've ever been to Ooh, well, well, like, yeah. the fans can't see, but I took a deep breath, like, ah, oh, boy. That's close. I got it. I got that's that could you know what? That's the first song that can actually be in this conversation. Actually, I still think it loses because I think it loses on the nostalgia side. Okay. Personally, I also think it loses, and this is me personally. We'll take the nostalgia out from a music standpoint. I like guitars. The Go Go's played guitars. Shout. I don't even know if there's a guitar in it. Just everyone heard him. He said the guitar was the issue there. So this in, in that song, yes. This last song is by one of the early, early rock guitar greats, if not the first rock guitar great. This song was in an 80s movie. This song was played in the 80s movie at the prime. Uh, what, what do they call that? The the apex scene, the, the the last big scene in the movie. It's not played by him. It's played by somebody else. It's Johnny Be Good by Chuck Berry, which if that comes on the radio, you cannot tell me you're not cranking it up. That is an absolute kicker of a song as nostalgia and as representative of its era as we got to be. I, I, that one is better in all ways. I, I'm going to push back when you try to push back on me. All right. In my defense on that, <laughs> I really count Johnny Be Good as an 80s song because I like Michael J. Fox's version better. There, I've said it. At the end of the day, that's an 80s it's song. Not a 50s song. It's an 80s. I now, like. Yeah, technically it's 1958. I get it. I just googled it. It's I, technically, I, I was wondering what you were doing. Like, oh, yeah, I was googling it. Like, oh, you figured out what it was. You're like, ah, oh, fuck. Yeah, I figured it out because you said guitars. I knew where this was going. I'm like, shit. When did that come out? So I googled it. Okay, it's good. I mean, but also, let's face it. If it wasn't for Marvin being at that dance. And calling Chuck Berry and putting the phone up to J Michael J. Fox never would have happened. So it is an 80s song. It originated in the 80s. It's all about the time continuum that Loki took care of. And we don't have that paradox. anymore. 
It's it's, it's an eighties song. Do the grandfather yeah. part. I see. Oh, okay. That. So, so at the end of the day, I think what we've proven here is that my statement that we got the beat was better than any 50 song may not have been 100% accurate. However, and I will die on this hill, that's not the dumbest thing I've ever said on this show. I've said a lot dumber things. Well, I am going to take that you admitted that you exaggerated. I still think that the point that you made is well made, especially, I mean, there's another couple of songs in here that, that uh, I guess I only skipped out on That's Amore, but that goes into that 1950s, That's Amore. Oh my God, that song would make me puke if it right, came out right. in, the, in, the, in the car. Come on. So, um, I just love the fact that I elicited that much of a reaction from somebody to do that much work. You have to do the research and then you have to text it to you. I, I don't know. I think that's the best piece of feedback. I'm glad that I made a friend there who wanted to tell you that I was the dumbest person. That's the dumbest thing I ever said. I will also add this person is a consistent feedback giver. So this is somebody who you have uh, sparred with off the on the air before. We'll just leave it at that. Which which means a lot when they say that's the dumbest thing he's ever said. That is really coming from someplace. I get it. I just think it's wrong. I don't think it's the dumbest thing I've ever said. Well, maybe we can get you to say some dumb things because it's graduation time. And uh, I know this little part took a little less time than I thought it was going to be. And you wanted to talk to me about uh, graduations because you're experiencing some of it. Well, I just think, you know, the whole graduation thing has gone to to like another level at this point. Right. Like I was. So this is again, this is me, Gen Xer. And I guess we're in the Instagram era now. I was. Um, I left my daughter's softball game on Sunday and I was taking a certain route home that took me right past Sacred Heart University. And uh, I realized as I was driving that it was graduation day. And do you want to know how I realized it was graduation day, Obi? People were in caps and gowns? Uh, yes, of course. I'm not an idiot, yes. But how I really figured it out is the first person I saw wearing a cap and gown was sitting on top of a Sacred Heart sign posing with their legs all crossed with their hair their arm in the perfect way so it doesn't look like they got flab all you know the deal with someone taking a picture and i'm like are you freaking kidding me like they're like that's dangerous first of all second of all like i can't believe you're like really posing in public like that because people like me are going to judge you anyway i keep driving and no sooner do i come to the next sign you can apparently sit on <laughs> there's a woman Young lady sitting on that sign, all in cap and gown. But this one has, it looks like her sister, her mother, her father. Like, how the hell is her father going for this? Like, he should be like, dude, listen, we're not going to be doing Insta pictures. We just did the graduation. We got to get out of here. We got to go eat and drink. But no, they're standing there on the side of the road with everybody watching, taking pictures. So, Obi, did you do that? Did you sit on the Rucker sign? Interesting. Did not know where you were going to go with this graduation take. Um, no, I did not sit on the sign. I did have some pictures. Um, if you, from both my uh, college graduation and my uh, grad school graduation, uh, there were more group shots, more, um, you know, 
not with necessarily the school sign there. And I even had an incident where it wasn't graduation yet. And I was walking through uh, Glassboro, New Jersey, the home of Rowan. And there were some young people posing for pictures in front of the academic building uh, that was there, you know, represented their school uh, within Glassboro. And they were in cap and gowns and all the regalia. And graduation hadn't happened yet. So, like, your sign that there was graduation wasn't even necessarily true because these people were taking i believe it was graduation well because i saw a couple it, hundred other people yeah. in caps and gowns that, too i'm not That's doubting right. you that it was graduation you say that just seeing people in cap and gown taking pictures didn't even mean it was graduation it was prep yeah. for graduation so obi i was going to go there next because i've saw people on facebook post photos of their child in their cap and gown in various photos throughout the campus the week of graduation so it's obviously a thing that not only do you sit on the sign and pose after you graduate but apparently the week of you go out and do photo shoots i also saw now that my daughter's going away to college i'm on like some of their instagram sites and things and i've seen like photographers advertising like 200 dollar four-hour pre-grad session like it's a thing you hire a photographer and you I, go take two hours of pictures of yourself and your cap and gown around campus. I, I am. I, that, that is that's great. That's so here. I have such a different thing about graduation because. Now we were not doing this show yet. I may have mentioned it when my son, Sam, graduated high school. It was the longest, most obnoxious graduation ceremony I've ever been to now. Not to mention that for these kids, they get a preschool graduation, a kindergarten graduation, a elementary school graduation, and a middle. Like, I'm not impressed with graduations anymore. anymore. They happen every four or five years for these kids. But this graduation ceremony was so bad and so long. Sam is not intending on going to his college graduation. Alex is not intending on going to his high school or college graduation, and has claimed that when Sam's children graduate high school and or college, he will not be going to those either. This was such an atrociously long ceremony. There's a lot of, it's a big school, so a lot of students talked, fine. But then for every student that talked, every, there needed to be an adult to talk. So like the, I'm gonna say titles, and if you're, I, maybe these people didn't speak maybe they did but it felt like every they don't did like yeah, watch out this might be the dumbest thing you ever said well it felt like now maybe it wasn't the pta president but for example it felt like the pta president the board of education president the the principal the grade principal the grade advisors uh somebody who once sold something to the school uh somebody who once went to the school and didn't even feel like it felt like 80 adults talked and literally just to hear themselves speak. You want to hear yourself speak? Get a podcast like Ed and I. That's how you. That's right. That's you right. To speak in front of people who are captivated audience who can't turn you off and stuck inside a sweaty chim. Like, please. So should I bring a sign that says "Get a podcast" when I go to the graduation? So if somebody's joining on, I can just put the sign up. Get a podcast. That would be great. And not to the students. I mean, I'm like I say, look, some of the students weren't good speakers. Some. Oh no, only the adults, particularly the superintendent, adults. Like, principal. Yeah, teachers. Get a podcast. That's exactly. Shut up. Get a podcast. That is exactly. So, the Obi, same. 
if your kids aren't going to graduation, are they still going to do the two-hour photo shoot the week up? Well, I know, I know Samuel, but I'm thinking Alex. He has a little photography in him. Maybe he's charging a hundred dollars, undercut the professionals. So it could be a little side hustle for him. Uh, literally, when we get this, is, Alex will be proposed this idea uh, as soon as we're off the uh, podcast. I got an idea; you can make a little money. Uh, I'm telling you, I think it's mostly females that eat this stuff up, but I'm not sure. But the photos before, I will tell you, Obi, I have a story about uh, Rutgers graduation. When I when I graduated, and it might have been the same for you, um, it, there's a lot of students graduating, right? And they had a rule. They, they like, and I understand why I had this rule because it could get real empty real quick because, you know, they start with A's and they end with Z's. But they had a rule that, you know, once you went up, got your diploma and came and sat down, you had to stay there until the ceremony was over, right? That was the rule. So I'm in the middle of the alphabet kind of, right? So they get to P, I go up, get my thing, I come back. And I see like how many people are still seated like behind me. <laughs> I'm like, I'm like, no way, man. This sucks. So I'm like, I gotta get out of here. So I go, I I get up to go to leave. And I'll never forget, like they had like security there. They're like, you can't leave. I'm like, uh uh, uh I gotta go to the bathroom. They're like, okay, come right back. I'm like, Yep. I ran, <laughs> got my parents. I got my parents, I'm like, we're out of here. And we just left. Got uh, the hell out of there. <laughs> I, I, I don't recall not being allowed to leave. I, I don't recall that. I don't recall I don't recall much from my college graduation other than somebody came up, said, I'm gonna make this quick, may the force be with you, and literally walked away. Like That's cool. That was great. I'm gonna make this quick, may the force be with you, and then walked. Like that that was great. And then my uh my grad school graduation we had we had one school speaker literally just congratulations pretty quick. Then we had two speakers, one of which is uh, the guy, uh, African-American lawyer who they just made a movie about who does a lot of that work from the Southern Law. Morgan, Morgan Freeman? No, it was not Morgan Freeman. Morgan Freeman. And it wasn't played by, wasn't played by Morgan Freeman. Oh, that's what I meant. Like Morgan Freeman probably voiced that movie. No, no, no. He was a younger guy in the movie. And then Bon Jovi sang us a song. Like, literally, Bon Jovi said, uh, I know you all think you're here to see me, but I cannot follow that guy's speech with words. So I wrote you a song. He played a song. And then we did our graduation. And that was a small, small graduation anyway. Toby, I think you bring up a good point, though. And I don't think you're trying to make this point. But with with graduation, the people running them should really understand that it's not about them. Not about them. And that what parents really want is they just want to see their kid walk across the stage. That's all they're there for. It's kind of like when you go to a dance recital. You're not there to watch all the kids dance. No. You're only there to watch your kid dance, right? Right. No different than a graduation. So the more you have not my kid dancing, the more I want to get the hell out of there. It's exactly the reason why, Ed, when anybody asks me what sport their kids should play, I tell them, follow Sam Phillips. Have your Philip, have your kid play basketball. Because in that sport, you're watching one game most time, except for a tournament, and your kid plays a substantial part of the game if they're any good. Any other sport, you're like, you know, even football, like half the game, you're not watching your kid. If the team's bad, you're in trouble with that. Wrestling, forget it. You, you never see your kid 
you know, what do you mean you sit around for four hours so your kid can swim like two races that are 50 seconds long? Track, same sort of thing. Oh, yeah. Uh, even softball or baseball. Softball, baseball, rough. I spent a whole weekend, whole, literally from 10 a.m. to 7 p.m. this past Saturday. Now, it was the first real nice day of the year. So actually, I just loved it. But when you're even when your kid is playing softball and their team is up at bat, they're not up at bat. Nope. Nope. You can root for that team all you want, but are you really rooting for that so, team? And then it goes back to the dance recital yeah. scenario. Yeah. yeah. I'm here at a softball game watching everybody else's kids hit. I so if, if ten kids hit in the lineup, I only only there for ten percent of it. That's right. That is right. That is why basketball is the best sport as a parent. I will, at least in my experience, I will always say. And it's and quick. They're in and out. Oh, Obi, basketball is the best. And I am biased, of course, but it's the best because the ball gets shared. Like your kid runs up and down. They're play. You got to play defense, even if you don't get the ball passed. In softball, your kid is only up 10% of the time or 11.1111% if it, there's only nine players hitting. And then on defense, there's no guarantee balls even going to be hit to them. All game, all game. All game. They're, not, they're not the pitcher or the catcher. They may never touch the ball. That's right. Luck of the draw. Who knows? Yeah. yeah. And if they're playing catcher, you can't see them. They got all the gear on. So I don't. You know. Anyway. Yeah, I agree. Sports. So graduations are much like sports. Yeah. But here's the thing: in sports, you don't take pictures the week before the <laughs> tournament in your uniform sitting on the. Sitting on the sign outside the arena where the tournament's taking place. Well, I I am going to ask uh, Sam about uh, this now and see if his friends are doing that. Uh, you know, he does have friends of both of all genders, uh, being an art student and all, so he can uh, inform me of what what is the norm. If this is something that is. Uh, everyone's doing it or uh is it new and just you're, you're seeing some trailblazers or is it actually already old and becoming out of style already no longer <laughs> chic and we're just catching at the end because we old geezers yeah well it's true and then it, it also makes me think about you know what i think it was porky's right that great 80s gen x movie didn't they convince the guy to like wear nothing under his cap and gown didn't they tell him that no one was wearing anything under a cap and gown, and then as he walked up, someone stepped on the back of his cap and gown and ripped off. I, and he was I, I, I don't know what movie it was in, um, and I thought they were all going to flash the audience, and he was the only one who was uh, actually it did it. Right? Did it? I think it was Porky's, but I could be wrong. Be it's, interesting to see if any of our listeners remember what movie that was. That definitely happened in a '90s movie, which or an '80s movie. Which, by the way, I'll say this right now, Obi. I, I'm not sure there's a 50s movie better <laughs> than, shit, Porky's. I said it. Porky's. I, I'll name any 80s movie. I don't think there's a 50s movie better than an 80s movie. So, as I do a quick Google on Mr. Hitchcock. Uh, All right. So, we'll pick an 80s movie. Indiana Jones. There's not a 50s movie better than Indiana Jones. We'll pick a better movie. Well, I'm sure that one of our cinephile fans will uh, go through uh, this. I mean, but these movies were black and white, and they were silent. Come on. No, no, you're gonna it can't be you, better. You gotta take that back. Vertigo was 1958. 
North by Northwest was 1959. Uh, and, that, and that's just Hitchcock. Sorry. I'm gonna, I mean, it's all fake news. It's all fake news. That's, that's better. It's all that's, fake news. Even Strange is on the train and rear window. Or not. Nah, bad. Bad decade for for you to try to come up with bad movies. Shit. Should I pick on the forties? <laughs> Maybe we'll go to the twenties because there are silent movies in the twenties. There's a Charlie Chaplin movie that stands up to Indiana Jones. He didn't even have to be in the movie. The plot happens without him. Yeah, I don't think. Yeah, I don't think Charlie. Yeah, there, there. I said it. Indiana Jones is better than any movie up until apparently the ones you just googled from the fifties. Okay. Well. Well, let the cinephiles come after you for that one. I'll have a text, uh, an array of messages for you with that. But well, I'll, I'll say this, though, Obi, and it, this isn't an 80s movie, but it happened while I was alive. Deliverance, right? The movie Deliverance? Oof. All right. Is there is there a movie from the 50s that is quoted or referred to as much as Deliverance is in your daily life? I don't. I don't think so. I don't think so. I mean, that. I, mean, I know the ladies don't like reference deliverance in their daily lives, but men. This is what men do. From time to time, we'll look at a buddy and we'll bring up the movie Deliverance because something just happened that made us think about Ned Beatty or something like that. You know. I I, I do know, and I you know I've uh, definitely been you know heard the saying you like to do that as much as white guys like to quote movies, and so. Um, Wait, you heard that saying? Oh yeah, that's a saying. Oh yeah, oh yeah. Wait, wait. You like to do that as much as white guys like to quote movies? Yeah. So whatever somebody might be doing, like, oh yeah, I'm gonna go play so that's what, so so that's what non-white people say when I'm not in the room. Yes. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. yeah I've never, people. I've never, I've never been behind the curtain. I have no idea what is happening oh, when I'm not in the room. I am sure there. Oh, oh, and quote movies again. Yeah, and they don't even say white guy. They just say with like Ed, like, oh yeah, I'm going, I'm going to play racquetball. Like, oh yeah, you do that. You like to play racquetball as much as Ed likes to quote movies. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, so now all of a sudden I'm the quintessential white guy. Well, if they're you, if they if they're talking about you, they may not have to say white guy. You know okay. What I mean? they're, they're but the but the insinuation is white guys do that. Okay. Yeah. I I never knew that. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, 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 yeah. We love quoting movies. Yeah, that that's our thing. Oh, I'm not denying that. No, I just I didn't know other people picked up on it and made fun of us for it. Now, should I be offended? <laughs> it's, I don't think so. I think it's a pretty accurate stereotype. I, you know, oh, I'll, it's a stereotype. I so should I be? See a movie? Honestly, I will see a movie because people have been quoting it. I'm like, well, what is the scene in the actual? You know, and then the movie will stink, but it has like two good lines. You're like, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Do you know another thing? <laughs> Do you know another thing? People, white people, love to quote Seinfeld. Yes, yeah, yeah, <laughs> absolutely. Particularly I, white guys. I think it falls into, I mean, I think people, when, when we quote TV, that there's not really a difference being made in terms of the uh, the stereotype, but yes. I was in a meeting today, and, and icebreaker for the meeting, guy says, yeah, I hate my dogs, man. They just ate my couch. I'm thinking <laughs> about getting rid of them. And my boss goes, Oh, like that Seinfeld episode when they kidnapped the dog, took him up to the mountains, and, kicked, and the dog came back and had Kramer's shirt in his mouth. Like, and we, uh, all the guys around the table, were like, oh yeah, I remember that. And the women were like, "What the hell are you talking about?" I, uh, I worked with a non-white uh, male um, person 
It wasn't a white guy. Loved Seinfeld, quoted Seinfeld all the time. Oh, wow. Yeah. yeah. That just breaks the whole stereotype. Yeah, yeah. You call him stereotype buster. Well, call her. Her? Yeah. Oh. Well, yeah. <laughs> well then she's breaking a couple stereotypes because she's a female, too. Because I've never heard a woman quote Seinfeld before in my life. Uh, she, yeah, this, this woman loved, loved Seinfeld. Her, her and this other guy would talk about, you know, would just go off on Seinfeld rants and tangents and, and whatnot. Well, Obi, everything in life can be tied back to Seinfeld. That that's right. That's right. I think. Yeah. And, and and even even my wife, anytime we take uh food somewhere, she makes sure it gets open so nobody tries to take the rye bread back. <laughs> Everything's gotta be open. <laughs> somebody don't try to take something back and let that happen. Don't put anybody in that position. No marble rise here. Obi, last thing, and then I think we, we got to go. The king has been crowned. Has there ever been anything in life that I've cared less about? Really? Oh. I'm so happy to hear that. I mean, I know I put it on a list of things to talk about. But I, you're, you're our uh, Obi, royal I, representative. Oh, Obi, I knew it was happening, and I particularly purposely stayed away from it. Now. I know a couple people. I went over to their house on Sunday, and I said to them, what'd you think of the coronation? You know, I was just kind of, you know, throwing some bait out there to catch some fish. And what I get was, what do you think? We were both up at 5 a.m. watching that. I said, yep, that's kind of what I thought, which is why I threw the bait out there. So some people are really big into it. The only thing that I got excited about was I saw the picture of the penis that they uh, mowed into the lawn where the party was taking place. Did you see this? No, I did not see this. Oh yeah, somebody somebody mowed a penis into the lawn where the part. So when there's an aerial photo taken, you can see this penis. It wasn't like a really artistic penis. It was kind <laughs> of like the kind you would see on the bathroom wall, you know, couple you know, loops. kind of a kind of a phallic shape with a couple semicircles around the bottom of you know. But anyway, kind of funny. Now, now, now you know when I'm good to Google. Since we off this 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 call here. Yeah, yeah, but did you see? So again, I could care less about, it, but I'm going to say I'm going to make an observation. And for those of you listening, if you loved it, great. But here's the thing: I got to say to everyone, did you see the photo of the king and his queen standing there with those freaking one foot tall crowns on top of their head? Has there ever been people who looked so goofy but took themselves so seriously in a photo before? I mean, I've been in some uh, photos where I look serious and pretend to that look goofy. And pretend oh no! But these people are really taking themselves seriously. Like, can you imagine that people have to refer to him as Your Majesty? And I'm I'm guessing if they don't, he gets really mad, and they might lose their job. Like, you take yourself that serious, Your Majesty? I, that's why I couldn't be bothered with it. The whole thing's a joke. Well, I'm uh, I'm disappointed that we don't have more to say on it because you know when we first started talking to Royals, we were really aware. Uh, but I got nothing to add because you oh, knew more listen, than me. I by the way, I'm aware. A, a giant lawn penis on my phone. Thank you. See, another yeah. thing I didn't lie about, right? No, no, I, better than I could have done. <laughs> well, you got to remember that thing's probably like a hundred feet big or, or fifty feet big. Yeah, yeah, yeah. On a lawn. Not bad. So, Not bad. Yeah. Okay. So there you have it. There's my take on the, the coronation. 
I know about it. I know who was involved in it. But at the end of the day, I'm an American. I don't care. You know, some people might think that the coronation sucks. The charm is that we suck. Amobi, that said, see you in a couple of weeks here on Drinking from the Garden Hose. Oh, hey, 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 oh, hey. Oh, oh. oh, happy Mother's Day. Happy Mother's Day.